we are going to be um, obviously praying for the needs that are before us, and we want to pray over this weekend, uh, this Easter weekend, Resurrection Sunday weekend, that God would do something special, supernatural in every church. Before we begin praying for those needs, I do want to share the word that God's put in my heart because I believe it will help us understand the potential of prayer. That it can impact more than the immediate need. Last week, uh, I was not here uh, as most of you know, Pastor Joey was ministering the word. That's because I was at a presbyter meeting in Carlinville. That's four hours south of Chicago. Uh, it, it, it was held at the uh, Lake Williamson Christian Center, which is a, a camp that's owned by our our district and. Uh, it's where they hold all, all the most of the the youth retreat, the children's retreat. Uh, it's where they hold our, our district council often. Uh, it's a retreat center that houses over a thousand people. And uh, while I was there this time around, I heard for the very first time the history of Lake Williamson and this center. See, in the 1930s and 40s, where during the Prohibition era, there was a speakeasy in Lake Williamson, in Carlinville, in that area. Uh, for those of you who are too young to understand, a speakeasy uh, would be the equivalent today, of, it would be a bar or a club. Uh, it was called a speakeasy because there they would sell illegal alcohol. And... Uh, that whole area was a mecca for that because of Route 66 and, and the area adjacent to it. Uh, so it was used quite often to transport um, the uh, alcohol. And it was known also as a Capone, Al Capone hangout. Well, there was a Christian woman who was... Uh, in her late 60s, I understand. Uh, and uh, she kept praying, God, would you shut down that speakeasy? And would you, God, do something so that that building is used for your glory? Well, she passed away, but approximately 50 years ago, over 50 years ago, that was purchased by the Assemblies of God. The speakeasy did shut down, and the entire area was purchased by the Assemblies of God and converted into this camp. I am sure that that precious saint probably couldn't even fathom the fact that her prayer was answered by God in such a way she probably was 
uh, overwhelmed by the speakeasy and just wanted that thing to go away and see God do something. I don't think she could have ever imagined that God would not only answer her prayer in that way and getting rid of the speakeasy, but that the entire area would be purchased by the Assemblies of God, converted into a camp that, uh, that, that can house and take care of over a thousand people. And think about this, over 50 years of ministry has taken place in that camp where literally thousands have gotten saved, baptized in the Holy Spirit, where God has encouraged so many believers. God did something far beyond what I'm sure she ever imagined could even happen there. And so I want to talk to you tonight about the potential of prayer, that it can impact more than just the immediate need. I want to talk to you from the book of Acts. I'm sorry, I'm going to step away for a second. I just need to pick up a, a tissue. In the book of Acts, I want to look at chapter 14. Excuse me. And uh, verse 8. While they were at Lystra, Paul and Barnabas came upon a man with crippled feet. He had been that way from birth, so he had never walked. He was sitting and listening as Paul preached. Looking straight at him, Paul realized he had faith to be healed. And so Paul called to him in a loud voice, stand up. And the man jumped to his feet and started walking. When the crowd saw what Paul had done, they shouted in their local dialect, these men are gods in human form. They decided that Barnabas was the Greek god Zeus and Paul was Hermes since he was the chief speaker. Now the temple of Zeus was located just outside the town. So the priests of the temple and the crowd brought bulls and wreaths of flowers to the town gates as, and they prepared to offer sacrifices to the apostles. But when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard what was happening, they tore their clothing in dismay and ran out among the people shouting, friends, why are you doing this? We are merely human beings just like you. We have come to bring you the good news that you should turn from these worthless things and turn to the living God who made heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. In the past, he permitted all the nations to go their own ways, but he never left them without evidence of himself and his goodness. For instance, he sends you rain and good crops and gives you food and joyful hearts. But even with these words, Paul and Barnabas could scarcely restrain the people from sacrificing to them. Then some Jews arrived from Antioch and Iconium and won the crowd to their side. They stoned Paul and dragged him out of town, thinking he was dead. But as the believers gathered around him, he got up and went back into the town. The next day he left with Barnabas for Derby. After preaching the good news, in Derby and making many disciples, Paul and Barnabas returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch of Pisidia, where they strengthened the believers. They encouraged them to continue in the faith, reminding them that they must suffer many hardships 
to enter the kingdom of God. So as we've just read, let's recap what we've just read. The apostles, Paul and Barnabas now, enter a town called Lystra. And there, as we read, they met a man while Paul was preaching. He sees some man who uh, was crippled, had crippled feet from birth. So he never walked in his life. But Paul now, inspired by the Holy Spirit, led by the Holy Spirit, recognizes that this man has faith to be healed. And so he proclaims and tells him to stand up. And the man responded and immediately he's healed. Now the crowd goes crazy. Now, but, but unexpectedly on Paul's part and Barnabas' part, they, they think this, this, is God, this is Zeus and this is Hermes. These are gods coming down to us and they want to sacrifice and do all these kind of things. And Paul and Barnabas are trying to convince them otherwise. And while all that is going on, some Jews from Antioch and Iconium arrived. You see, Paul and Barnabas had just left those places where they were being chased out of town uh, and persecuted. And so now these Jews follow them. And so they have ill intent on Paul and Barnabas. And they now swayed the crowd to say, you need to stone these guys. Paul went from being praised as a god to being stoned in a heartbeat, in a blink of an eye. Then, believing him to be dead, they dragged his body outside of town and left it there. And then the Bible says that the believers gathered around Paul's body. And that, that's just an indication that they gathered around to pray. Remember, Barnabas was one of them because Bar Paul was, uh, was the one that was stoned because he was the chief speaker, which is a good word for all of you who may aspire to be a pastor one day. Those are the first ones that get targeted with the stones. Uh, so, uh, so don't aspire to that unless God calls you to that. But anyway, getting back to the story here. Uh, and so they, they gather around and prayed. And now... Paul rises, and then he does something that's hard to believe in many ways. He gets up, and he goes right back into the town to the people who had just stoned him. And the Bible tells us that the next day, he and Barnabas left, and, and they... And they went to Derby, but now again they come right back again into Lystra, where they begin to encourage and, and strengthen the believers that are there. Now, because there were believers there, we believe that in that one day that Paul stayed in Lystra ministering the gospel, people got saved. Because on their return, there had already been a group of Christians and believers that were there. So tonight, as I mentioned, we're talking about this, the potential of prayer and how it can impact more than just the immediate need. Now, let me connect this to all of us here tonight. And uh, one of the areas that I want us to pray for, because I believe the spiritual landscape is littered with wounded Christians who have been left to dead. I believe that 
there are Christians who have been stoned, if you will, stoned by the very people that they were trying to help, stoned by the very people that they anticipated would be with them. I can only imagine how Paul must have felt that these people went from literally thinking that he was a God to turning around and all of a sudden now stoning him. Believers, I believe this spiritual landscape is littered with hurt Christians, wounded Christians. Christians who have been wounded either by someone's actions or someone's words and left for dead. And I'm talking about dead spiritually. And I want us to gather around them tonight spiritually. I believe that if we gather around, I, do you know anyone that once walked with the Lord and is not walking with the Lord tonight? That's, that's the, that those are the ones that have been cast, taken out of the town, so to speak, and just left for dead. Those are the ones that I believe spiritually we can gather around tonight and cry out to God and believe God for restoration. Would you say amen to that? People that, that no one would consider, say, right, well, I don't even know if they, can, if they can get ever restored. But I believe tonight with all my heart that if we gather around them and pray, that we can also stand upon the word of the Lord tonight. Listen to Ephesians 3.20. You know very well, but it's important we remind ourselves tonight. Now, all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more. Come on, say that with me. Infinitely more than we might ask or think. The word of God is teaching us something tonight and reminding us tonight that we serve a God who has all power, who has all authority. We are praying to a God that is able to do infinitely more of what we can ask or even imagine tonight. Would you say amen to that? See, in the potential of prayer, God can not only restore, but I believe that he can restore to the measure that that person that we restore would, would rise with such a heart so as to go and minister and love on the very people that hurt them. That would be a miracle from God. But we serve a God that can, works miracles, you see. See, go, Paul, going back to Lystra, something most of us would never even consider doing resulted in people being saved and a church being born. Because the apostle Paul got up, and I'm sure while they were praying for Paul, they were just believing God. God, raise him up. Don't let him die, God. Uh, help him, oh God. I, I believe the people gathered around praying that never even imagined to, to think about praying, God, rise him up so he can go back into that, that town that just stoned him and, and minister the gospel. Nobody was probably praying that. I'm pretty sure of that. I wouldn't be praying that. I would be praying, God, raise him up so he can get out of here. Uh, but, but, they couldn't imagine that God would not only raise Paul up, but that now would put it in his heart to actually go back into Lystra, not once, but then the second time again to minister and establish a church there. Moreover, in this young new church, 
that was established because of Paul going back in. There was a young convert. Acts chapter 16, verse 1, tells us who he is. Paul went first to Derby and then to Lystra, listen, where there was a young disciple named Timothy. Timothy. Because Paul went back in to Lystra, ministering the gospel, because that young church was established as a result of that, there in that church was a young man named Timothy who would go on to become a spiritual son to the Apostle Paul and would go on to become a pastor. And we believe it was the, uh, the church at Ephesus that Timothy pastored in. Do you get where I'm going with this? How, how this prayer that was offered up as they gathered around the, this wounded uh, Paul, the Paul that everybody thought was dead, as they praying for his healing and, and, and God would uh, raise him back up. God not only raised him back up, but then God put it in his heart. I need to go back into Lystra. And, and Paul's ministering the gospel. Even Paul probably never imagined that in me going back into the very town of the people that, that stoned me, God will not only save souls, God will not only establish a church, but there in there, a young man would come to know Christ and that young man will become my spiritual son and we become a pastor of a church one day. God did infinitely more than anybody could imagine at that moment as they must have prayed. And that's what I want to talk to you about tonight. Because the potential of prayer, brothers and sisters, think about that precious saint who's praying, God do something with this speakeasy. Get rid of this speakeasy and use that building for your glory. Oh, we should never, ever think lightly of prayer. We should never allow the devil to convince us that our prayer doesn't have the potential to move the hand of God, who has the potential to do something infinitely more than we could ever imagine, you see. There is no such thing as a weak prayer. We should realize tonight that we have been graced by God to be able to come to his throne of grace and to be able to lift up our voice. And whether we're praying for a situation in an area that right now is under the control of the enemy, uh, like, like that speakeasy was, or whether we're praying for someone who has been wounded, like the, uh, like, uh, the apostle Paul was physically wounded, but there are so many that have been spiritually wounded, so many. Listen, I remember there was a time in my life, and my wife is here to bear testimony, I was wounded. I was wounded by the church that I was attending. And I swore off going to church. And I didn't for a while. And it got to the point where my wife was very concerned about my spiritual well-being. But it took people praying for me and continued to pray for me. That one day, God got a hold of my heart as we were invited to go to a church, and reluctantly, I went. But in that very first service, God restored me. If you ask those precious saints that day, do you know in praying for Carlos, 
that God is not just going to restore him, but God's going to raise him up to be a pastor one day where he is going to be used by God to bless others for the glory of God. They would have probably told you, listen, I'll settle for God just restoring him because I don't know about all that other stuff. I, I, that didn't even come to my mind. And I'm sharing that humbly because we don't know the impact that our prayers can produce. It has potential to go. I, you, you could be praying for healing for someone, and God said, I'm going to do so much more than the healing. You see, we tend to be very short-sighted. We only see the immediate need and say, God, I, I, immediately, I need this job. And God said, I, I want to do so much more than just get you a job. I want to position you in a place where you can be impact people with the gospel of Jesus Christ, and we can see souls saved there who in turn will minister to others. And so I'm going to do something that you can't even imagine. You can't fathom it right now. And I thank God for that. Aren't you thankful that God isn't limited tonight to our, 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 our mentality of how, how short-sighted we can be even when we pray? But we should be so encouraged also in, in tonight in the fact that, man, God will move beyond even what I can even ask or imagine. That brother, that wayward brother, that wayward sister. We can pray for restoration. And God said, I'm not just going to restore them. I'm going to use them powerfully for my kingdom to make an impact in lives. I'm not just going to get rid of that area, that thing that is affecting that neighborhood. But I'm going to put a lighthouse there. I'm going to turn what, what is in darkness, I'm going to turn it into light for the glory of my name. Would you stand with me tonight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're talking tonight about the potential of prayer where God is able to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or even think.